0: What we're going to talk about today is absolutely the greatest success tool that I could possibly give you guys for having the best year of your entire life. And I mean that. If we could just get this in our hearts and minds, and I don't believe we fully understand what we have with the Word of God. I really believe that we struggle with that. Uh, For Christmas, um, every year we do different things to try to... Help our kids not just give them video games and things like that, but that's going to help them and help us and Every one of our kids as they've entered into the teen class one of the things that we've done is got them a, a phone and uh, It's hard to believe this this is this is crazy for me to even say my baby girl is going into the teen class this year I, I don't know about you guys, but Morgan that, that's just hard for me to comprehend So Jen and I was talking about what we're going to do and and said, well, we've got to get her a phone like we did for the boys so that we can track them and know where they're at and all that. And so here I am talking about Morgan getting to that age and doing that, but she didn't understand the the concept of having a phone and things like that. And so she wraps her phone, and I said, Morgan, you also have a data package. And she's like, okay. And then we go up to her room, and we're getting ready for this trip. And we go in the room, and she is trying to download all this stuff to her phone. And, and Jenny goes, what, what are you doing? And she says, well, I hope I have enough space, but on the trip, I want to play this game, and I want to do this, and I want to watch this, and I want to listen to this, so I'm going to download it all right now. And Jenny says, Morgan, did you not hear what I said? You, you have a, a data plan. You can do that now from anywhere that that you have a signal. You now are able to do that. And she was like, So that's what that means? She was just blown away that that's what she was getting. So here she is. She has this phone. She's walking around with it. And she had no idea what she had. She had no idea. And I thought, man, that, that hit me. And Jenny was telling me the story. It was actually her that was interacting and setting all this up. And I thought, for us as Christians, we don't fully understand what we have. That's right. we, we, we really don't. And I'll be honest, my, my sermon series that I was going to do with you guys starting today is in Romans. And, and through the course of reading and studying and, and just pondering and going through scriptures and things, the Lord led me to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. And, and I want to give you guys, and I know my time is short and things like that, but I'll tell you, if we could get these two questions nailed down in our minds and hearts of the importance of this. So Moses is giving his farewell sermon. He's uh, put out with the children a Israel. He's, he's led them. He's, he's dealt with all the problems, the issues, all this other stuff. And he is uh, preaching this message for 30 chapters in this book. He comes to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15, and... Uh, he, he he says these words before them. It goes along with our "you are" series. He said, "See, I have set before you the uh, set before thee this day, life and good, and death and evil." So here, here is Moses going before them. He's got the word of God. But back then, of course, it was different than what we have today. Not, not different words, but a different way of presenting it. And Moses goes before them. And, he, and, and if we could visualize it like this, we have the word of God. And Moses says, see, you have it. I, I want you guys all to get, it. you have it. And he goes on and he doesn't say, hey, hey, look, it, I, I, I have equipped you. See that I have set before you the whole purpose of today's message that I want every believer to understand is you are equipped for the success in this life. Failure and success is up to you. God doesn't play favorites. God's not going to look down at you and say, well, bless them, and don't bless them, and I like them more, and I like them less, or why, why do they have this? And, and I, I'm not saying that our talents and possessions and things that are, but I'm saying when it comes to favor with God, God does not play favorites. Moses says, let, let, me, so, let me show you what you got. He said, let me, let me explain to you. I have set before you this, everything that you need to know. There's not a secret. God's not going to leave you in the dark. He, he's, he's not going to go through and, and leave you out of what he wants you to know or do. One of the funny things is about all these places when we hit the new year, they strip the, the shopping uh, sections inside Walmart and every place else of the beginning. When you first walk in, it's no longer Christmas trees and all that other stuff. What do you find? It's exercise equipment. They're, they're, they are they know, uh, and just like the rest of us, all right, should we be honest in church? Not that we shouldn't be honest everywhere. How many of you would be honest enough this morning to tell me this? You put on a couple of pounds over the last three weeks, for sure, okay, all right, I got my hand raised, it just, it's just, you, you don't intend to, I'm going to be good, and then it's cookies and popcorn and overeating and seconds and thirds and fourths and all that other stuff of, of when you're eating with me. But so that th- these people know this, and th- they know that you go in and go, oh, man, I need to do something. Planet Fitness has these promotions, every billboard and uh, on Facebook and everything. Ten dollars, one dollar down, ten dollars a month. We have everything you need to accomplish the goals that you have for your life. Church, I'm going to tell you right now, I have something better than Planet Fitness. If we could possibly get this in our minds, and I, I pray that over the next few minutes that God allows me to stress this with you guys, that greater than Planet Fitness, and they said we've got knowledge and resources and tools and programs. I tell you, God has much better than all of that for success inside of our lives. I want to be just like Moses today and say, hey, look, you are equipped by God. So let's keep reading. Deuteronomy 30, verse 15c. I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. And that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God. To walk in his ways. To keep his commandments. And his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away so that thou wilt not hear... But thou shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish. They shall not prolong your days upon the land. Whither thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may be blessed. Let's pray. Lord, I pray as I I take these moments, Lord, in this first sunny of the year, Lord, just to look at what's most important. Lord, to set every priority that we have in place. Lord, to focus in on what truly is going to bring us success. Lord, give me the words to say, Lord, that we might know, Lord, that we are truly equipped by you to be successful, to be happy. Lord, to reach our families, to be the men and women, fathers, and mothers that we ought to be for you. So take this time and glorify it in your name. Amen. So with what Paul or what what Moses was saying, he said, Here, here's the thing, what are you going to do with it? You know the thing about being a leader, a mom or a dad, or whatever, you can educate, you can lead them, and whatever, and at the end of Joshua's life, he did the same thing. He got up there and says, uh, you've got the two choices. Choose you this day who you will serve. So so Moses goes before them and he lays them there and he goes, here it is. I'm just going to ask you guys what you're going to do with it. So he goes on and he explains this. I'm going to ask you guys two questions. That's all I'm going to do in the message today. So uh, with how we're equipped. So ask yourself two major questions concerning the word of God. Number one, will you make it a priority? I, I, for a while, I, um, I got into this thing where everybody was losing weight and doing better and feeling better and everything like that. And I said, well, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I go out running. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I absolutely, with all of my heart, hate running, okay? I hate it. Uh, unless something is chasing me, I'd really rather not run whatsoever. I, I don't enjoy it. I get out of breath. My knees hurt. I I, 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 there's no motivation, I'm running, I'm not headed anywhere, you know, the only thing that I really want to do is head back to the house, and there, it's just kind of pointless, so I did this, and, and, and Jenny got me uh, these, these uh, the stuff to listen to while I'm running, and the, the right kind of shoes, and da, 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 all this other stuff, and I'm, not, I'm in the mood, and eventually, I, I come home, and Jenny's like, Oh are you going to go out running, and I'm like, eh, I'm not doing that today, and, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, it's, it's, yeah, I'm not going to die by missing a day of doing this. So you guys know what happens after that, right? Everybody knows what happens after that day too. Well, I got home late it's already getting dark and you know I want to spend time in the house and day three and day four. Before long, I'm not doing that. You know why I didn't do it? It wasn't a priority. Guys, I'm going to tell you a little secret about running. I have not done that since and I am still alive. It wasn't a life or death thing. You you can imagine if I got home and, you know, I walk in the house and Jenny says, are you going to go running today? And I'm like, well, I I don't know. And she says, you know, you'll probably die if you don't. There's a better chance that I'm going to do it. I I know that's an extreme illustration, but it's not an extreme illustration what Moses is saying here. Listen to this, Deuteronomy 30, verse 15. And I kind of skipped over the kind of times that we've read this. He said, see, I have set this before thee. He says, You are equipped. Here it is, everything that you need. But then he says, Let me tell you the priority of this life and good, death and evil. Moses was saying, Hey, let me tell you guys, out of everything in life, this is not an option. It's not an exercise plan. It's not like quitting, taking you know, sodium or, you know, salty foods and all the other things that we try to cut out of our diets. It's not, it's not like taking vitamins or joining the gym. He said, let me tell you, when it comes to this, believers and followers of God, this is not an option. As he is explaining this and he's reading this, he literally uses the definition of life and death. What a contrast. He's saying inside the word of God, of what God has given us, it's literally life, which literally mean if you were to explain that life, it's able to give it what you have in your life, the ability to grow and prosper, do better and, and thrive in life. That's, that's life. But then he said that there's the other side. He said it also tells us about staying away from it or cutting it out of our life. It brings death. It, it doesn't work. It it makes everything fall apart. If I was to make the application of this to you guys today and understanding the illustration of it, if if I was to open it up and start at the beginning, we could be here a very long time explaining this. Can Can I just kind of flip through life and death with you guys? Of what God says, if you truly believe that this is the word of God and it's God speaking to us and everything that you need is either going to bring life or death, you think about the application of this. If you're married here today, there is one way for you to live out your marriage, and it's in this book. Let me tell you, it explains that we're to be a living sacrifice to lay down our lives for those that we love, to forgive, to care for, to provide for, to to do all these different things. And the Bible said all of it is found in here. But for any Christian that sits there and says, you know what? She ticked me off, and I I, I wrote her off, and I haven't talked to my wife in three days, and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you, all that you will get is death from that. It will destroy your marriage because it is not of God. Say, man, I want better this year. I want to improve this year. I I want it better than it's ever been. Then you have one option right here. You better make this a priority in your life. Same thing when it comes to parenting. Parenting. A lot of us sitting there, man, I just, man, I, it's frustrating. Your kids get older. And Troy, Savannah, you guys can testify this. When they, when they start hitting those teen years and getting, it's like, dear God, help me. What do I do? What do I say? And it's not because our kids are terrible. It's because they, they, they enter into a stage of life that they ask you questions. Can I go do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this. But I tell you, you just get to a place and say, man, I want what's best for them. And God says, let me tell you, I created you as a parent. I-, I-, I taught you everything that you need to know. Do it God's way and it brings life. Stay away and I promise you it brings death. You want evil in their life versus good? Go ahead and ignore it. It's an option. It's set before us. <clears throat> I think of um, our young people in our church that are dating and that, that goes from our teenagers to our college students to I, I don't care if you're 80 years old. The Bible has a way for you to live your life when it comes to relationships. The problem is the world has a way for you to live your life with relationships. Can I tell you their way only brings death and destruction? And then that's what the Bible is bringing the contrast. It's saying that. And God says, I'm going to tell you how you can find somebody. Fall in love. Do it right. Be pure glorify God and it will bring life which literally means it will grow it will be strong, it will be healthy and it will honor God but it is a choice the stability of every area of your life depends on if that area of your life is built on God's word because a lot of times we think of this with salvation you know know what I'm saying, it's like well, the Bible is very clear the wages of sin is death Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I, I, this, this new life which I now live in the flesh. and Galatians 2.20, all the different things. Life and death dealing with salvation. And God says, it's not just salvation. If the church would get that, that what I want you to do and live. Everything in your life, your finances should line up to the word of God. Everything should be held to this. Am I doing it right? As a parent, as stewardship, everything in your life, am I doing it right? Because God's going to tell you. Paul was saying, you are equipped. But the question is, are you going to make this a priority? And he goes as far as to say, let me tell you, it's live or die. It's at the top of your list. It should be the priority of your life. I'll peek down a little bit. Deuteronomy 30, 19, and we'll get here in a minute. He he drops in something. In the middle of this live or die in priority, he says that both thou and thy seed may live. Can I tell you guys, as a church and as a family right now, whatever the priorities are in your life that you live out, you actually do, is what you're passing on to your kids to tell them what's the priority in your life. One day your kids are going to leave your house, and they're going to have their own life They're going to have jobs and everything else. And they're going to learn what priorities are in life by what your priorities are in your life right now. I'd rather my kids, knowing that this is life and this is everything and it has the answer, I'd I'd rather them fall in love with God and the word of God more than I would have them have straight A's or be the MVP of their team. And we all, men say, man, that's great, and I agree with that. Man, that is the passion of my heart. But let me tell you, the difference of what actually will happen in your family is what you make a priority out of. I'm being dead serious. If sports comes before church and Facebook comes before your Bible, you have already made a choice, and it doesn't matter what the desire of your heart is, your priorities have already dictated your future. I know it's going to get quiet in here. But I tell you, if we're going to go into the year, at the beginning of the year, and, and, and we get the kids up on Sunday morning and say, Dad, are we going to go? It's cold and we've had a busy day. And yes, we are going to church. Amen. And I'm not saying that you're going to die if you don't come here, but I'll tell you, without what you get when you get here, which is the Word of God and worship together and fellowship of the saints and, and focusing on God, yes, you will die without a relationship with God. Every area of your life, and I'm talking spiritually here, you are the branches, or you are the vine, and he is the branches. Without him, you can do nothing. And he puts this into our life. Let me, let me put it like this. What if um, this illustration, this drastic illustration of what he's saying here. Can you imagine Jen and I coming back from Georgia? We're driving up 75, and we turn on the radio, and they say a disease broke out in america and something you know either chemically or whatever something is spreading and people are dying like crazy and all of a sudden they start getting on the report back in tennessee you know 500 people reported dying and up in ohio and columbus they've they've had 700 outbreaks and all this others man i'm this my heart's pumping i'm i'm worried about this i'm thinking about this and all of a sudden they come over the news and they say hey we have good news At Mount Carmel West, they've discovered a cure, and anybody that goes down there to get it, they're going to live. Their kids are going to live. We're we're able to recover from this disease. So we get home, we unload the car, and and Jenny comes up to me and says, um, "Hey, are we going to go down there and get that vaccine, uh, uh, vaccinations for the kids?" And I be like, "Well, well, babe, let's. Can we at least wait till the ball game's over? Because you know I've been waiting for this championship game and." and just say, well, the thing is, too, we're out of milk, and, and I mean, I, I can't have cereal in the morning if I don't have milk, and you, you, you know, I walk in there and say, man, we, we got all this laundry to catch up on, and, and babe, to be honest, I'm just worn out. We had the long trip, and you, 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 everybody here would be say, that's absolutely crazy. Can I tell you, in our life, when God says that the Word of God is life or death, And it's success, it's evil and good, it's everything that you need to know and you need to have in your life. And we sit there and we put it off because we're tired, or because we're busy, because we're occupied or whatever. And then we sit there and wonder, why isn't my life going good? Because we've made a choice. You are equipped for success. Question number one, will you make it a priority in your life? Question number two, will you choose to obey it? I, I've got, I'm going to show you guys a picture, and it's going to creep you out. I know that. It's probably going to make some of you nauseous. <laughs> How many of you right now say, please, Pastor Tony, just turn it off. I, I'm going to eat after this. I can't stand to even see that thing. Some of you are so grossed out by this image right here that you've shoved it into the darkest part of your basement and covered it up with all the clothes that you can't fit in, in anymore so that, that you don't have to see that thing. So confession time, how many of you have one of those contraptions in your house? Raise your hand. How many of you use it? Well, that, that, I, wait a minute. I, there was all these hands a minute ago. So I'll, I'll, I'll confess time, I have one. I, we actually got a really nice one. There was a lady on Craigslist that was selling, that's not mine, mine's not that nice, but and uh, it was a commercial um, treadmill, and, and I, I got Pastor Dave to help me get it from this lady's house, she was selling it, insurance paid for it, she spent a couple of thousand dollars on it, it's a beast, it's heavy, got it in my house, got it in my basement, I have not been on it in three years. No way. Not at all. Not in three years whatsoever. I am no Dr. Oz. I promise you. I'm no Dr. Oz. But I'm going to give you guys some health advice. It does not work unless you use it. Having it, having a knowledge of it, possessing it, does not do anything in your life unless you use it. Do you realize what he was saying in this passage? The same principle is what we're talking about right here. Verse 14. He said, you go up one verse, verse 14. But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thine heart, that thou mayest do it. That thou mayest do it. Do you know why Paul, what, Paul I keep saying Paul. Do you know why Moses Is explaining this because those people back in in this day and age was just like us. Let's go to church, sit there, hear the hear the message, but there. All right, baby, let's go home. You know, uh, that's our life. We have it. It, it, We have a a very good knowledge of it, but it does not make a difference unless you do it. That's what he's saying. He, He just made it so clear, and as he's preaching to the, the people as he's there he says it will not matter unless you do it Amen. so you guys know the frustration of being a parent and you go up to him and say you know we get back from our trip and you know we're both uh trying to get up at a decent time getting back on the routines you guys know how that is and um, I go up to the kids. I said, did you, did you clean your rooms? Did you put away everything? I, Dad, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll get it done. And then I'm going up past their room, and I'm like, your room's not clean. None of your rooms are clean, except Jordan's. And I go back, and I say, guys, clean your rooms. Did you guys even brush your teeth? I said, get ready for bed. I will. I will. I will. It gets frustrating after a while. It's not a matter of I know that you know to do it, and I know that you have the capability of doing it, but none of that is satisfying me until you actually go and do it. I think when it comes to this, how frustrating it is that God's saying, man, God, I wish you'd help me with my finances. And God's like, God, I, I, I wish parenting wasn't so hard. God, I wish, I wish, I wish. And God's saying, man, you are only blessed if you do it. Having it, having it around you, none of those things make the difference like doing it. Verse 16 and that I can meet, commanded thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in His ways, to keep His commandments, His statutes, and His judgments, thou they, thou, thou, that thou mayest live and multiply. Walk it, live it, do it, get it done. The result, that thou mayest live and multiply. It's what He's saying. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of God says, if you do it, blessings come if you don't do it don't expect that the blessings to come it does not work that way look at verse 17 but if thine heart turn away so that thou wilt not hear but thou shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them did you notice that it doesn't say their ways or whatever because i think the thing is they had it and they were going through all the motions of it and god says but the thing is in your heart you're 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 going to church Man, you're, you're, you're singing in the choir or working in the lobby or you're working in all these other areas. But the thing is, it's in your heart that you're not taking these things and applying them to your life. You have a knowledge of them. He takes it so far. Let me show you this in the obedience aspect. Verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. But Moses puts it like this. He said, I call heaven and earth. And he says, but I, as you stand before God and before all these people this day, I'm calling you out right now that you have been equipped with the Word of God. And notice what He says after that: that I have said before you life and death, blessings and cursing. That I have equipped you with everything that you are have or need as a child of God. You have everything that you need. Notice this: blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life everything that we learn in the Bible, nothing's forced upon us. It's a choice. It's an absolute choice. Even the extreme that Moses brings us out, and he says, I'll tell you, it's blessings and cursings. He comes out and says, it's life or death. He said, I'm talking the difference between good and evil. He says, this is a priority in your life, and he follows up and he says, but the the, the question is, are you going to choose to obey it? Are, Are you actually going to do it? It's a choice. Let's tie it all together. It's a choice. You realize that this year you're going to choose to have a good marriage or not. You're going to choose to have the power of God in your parenting or not. You're going to choose to be used by God or not. You're going to choose to have the blessings of God. It's a choice. You realize that if you turn around and let me tell every single person here, you just say, I know what the Bible says about living pure and everything like that, but I'm going to have the relationship that I want. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. You can have that attitude, but I'll tell you, you're also choosing the consequences of it. Blessings and cursing. Good and evil. Life and death is a choice. But i tell you, this is the best part. And I love... How Moses is just laying this out. He he's, he's ain't, gives the why. You know, if, if I'm going to do anything and stick with it this year, I want to know the why. Why should I give up pop? Why should I give up caffeine? Why should I? I, I want to know the why. Moses reaches into their heart in verse 20, and he gives them the why. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God. And thou mayest obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him. For he is thy life and the length of days. It brings us closer to God. And I I love how it talks about in this thing, this relationship, the cleave. He said, Here's the thing that you're going to do when you make it a priority in your life, and you say, This year, honey, we're going to church. This year, my kids will have one priority in their life. It will be God. It will be the word of God. Nothing is going to come before that. God is number one. I'm going to choose to obey it, which literally means that every time you open your Bible and life group and your personal devotions or in this room right here for the word of preaching of the word of God, you're going to say, God, am I doing this? God, am I doing this? And if I'm not, I'm going to go home and say, you know what? We have something going on in our life that does not match up with the Word of God. And I want life, and I want blessings, and I want good for us. So we're going to kick out the bad, and we're not doing that anymore. So what does that bring? It will bring a whole new year that is better than any New Year's resolution that you've made so far. But I love the word that he says in there that that does. He said, all of a sudden, through the practice of coming before God and making it a priority and doing what it says that thou mayest love the Lord. You you see how he brings it into a relationship? Do you see how he brings it into a relationship? And that thou mayest obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him. You know where that word is used else in scripture? It's Genesis 2.24. He told Adam and Eve that you leave your father and mother and you shall cleave unto your spouse. You know what I realize A lot of the things that we do and start, it's hard to stick to it. May 10th, 1997, I walked a church aisle, stood on the stage, and I made a commitment to cleave the Jennifer Thompson on that day. We cleaved, we we, we were joined together, meaning that I, I viewed our relationship in such a way that I said, I don't want to live without you. I don't want to take one step without you. I, I don't want to face life without you. I, I don't want to deal with problems without you. You realize what God was saying is when you put God first, when you choose to obey God, something happens. It's not a rule book anymore. It's a relationship. It's not do's and don'ts. It's, it's, it's blessings. And all of a sudden, I'm so close to God. Let, let me put it like this. I have this and I'm turning around and it's not a matter of should I go to church or should I do this? It's like, I hey, know. I don't want to leave it. I can't live without it. It's gonna go with me. What should we do here? Let's ask God. What should we change? Let's ask God. Let's keep God first because I tell you, that is where success comes. Let me tell every one of you right now, you are equipped. You are equipped for success. You are equipped to be able to have the best year of your life. You are.